Hi, and welcome to Arcade Cuties. I'm Justin. And I'm Nyreen. Uh, do you want to hear something that's going to upset you greatly that I just realized before we started? What? Much like Hellraiser and Leprechaun for this fourth episode of Arcade oh Cuties, we're going to space, baby. <sighs> I'm disconnecting from the call right now. Welcome. We're going, I'm leaving. We're taking leaving an adventure the beyond the stars. I'm leaving we're the going call. to space you can do, no. to make out with no. aliens uh, and save yes. the galaxy. That, yes. Why do you have to bring up Hellraiser and Leprechaun? <laughs> I Okay, we're supposed to talk about Mass Effect today, but can we take a moment? Can we take yeah, a moment up? to what's talk up? about Leprechaun? Yeah, the... The I, one that takes place in space, or the one that you watched two seconds ago that definitely does not? The one that doesn't take place <laughs> in space. Because yeah, sure. I watched it, and it's super fresh in my mind, as much as it can be. So, I watched Leprechaun today, and I love the audacity of Jennifer Aniston to look at... I don't know, remember her actual character's name, uh -huh. but I love the audacity of her to look at uh, Ozzy in the eye and tell him it's not a leprechaun stop saying that after she's watched this uh short man all in green dancing around yelling about his gold for like mm -hmm. about i don't know an entire night and she yeah. has the audacity to be like that's not a leprechaun <laughs> like it's not well this is it's not a leprechaun i'm really glad that we're like hopping on this tangent train already because i do want to just talk about i want to take a moment to while we're on the topic of movies um talk about the super mario movie that's coming out oh my god absolutely buck wild casting that that's yeah. happening yeah yeah because <laughs> I don't, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna pull it up. Sorry, you came here for Mass Effect, or for us, maybe. We're, but this we're, is we could we could take a little bit of a stroll, a, a detour, if you will. Did you watch the Nintendo Direct, the most recent one, or did you um, just hear about it? Yes, through, like, I did. No, I watched it in real time okay. and with most of my household. And when that came on, I was like, oh, I didn't even realize they were doing a Mario uh, movie. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, we have the cast. And I'm like, oh, okay, let's go. Let, let's, let's see what's, uh, what's up. Let's, yeah. Let's go. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah, they mentioned it forever ago. Um, the, the first one, they started off um, with, a, with a whimper. You got Chris Pratt as Mario. Uh, yes, yes, let's go. A sound that... The sound that came out of me when I saw Chris Pratt on my screen, I don't care. I will talk shit about Chris Pratt. No, he I, sucks. He's not a great person. Chris Pratt ain't shit. <laughs> he, Chris Pratt is not shit, okay? Uh. They could have... I, I, I think what gets me about it, too, is that they could have hired... They could have hired different, like, new voice actors. Anyways, that's a whole other thing. But Chris right. Pratt gracing my screen for the small amount of time that he did ruined my day. <laughs> I was like, damn, Nintendo just shit in my cereal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, yeah, we've got some folks in chat saying that, like, it should have been Charles Martinet who's been doing the voice literally the entire time 
for like every every i don't know if he did the the tv show the animated tv show but like it's why why chris pratt we got charlie day as luigi which like i'm okay with that seems that seems good charlie day can give like good like chaotic energy a little bit of a coward like i'm picturing if he just takes like the the vibe that he brought from like pacific rim and like puts it into luigi i'm set i for he's in pacific rim yeah, he plays a scientist, and he's like, I don't remember getting scared that. by all the monsters. Yeah, yeah, I, for sure. Oh my god! Oh, I feel like you just unlocked a memory. <laughs> I will say, mm. it was they showed Chris Pratt, and I went, ugh, ugh, why, mm. why, why him? And then they showed um, Anya, Anna, Anya. I think it's I don't, An- Anya, Anya, Taylor Anya. Joyce. I don't. Yeah. yeah. So then they showed her, and I was like, I actually don't know who that is. I've never seen that person in anything. She was um, in the uh, the Queen's Gambit, the Netflix chess Oh, my series. God. Okay, never mind. Okay, yeah. I just realized and then who I, it is. I think she plays the daughter in the the Vivitch, the witch. Did you oh, see that one? The really? Pilgrim ones? I think, yes, I, I think saw, that's her. No, wait. Did I watch that? Maybe. It With might the be on the list. Mm, no. No. No, no, I don't think I watched that. We got Jack Black as Bowser, which I'm totally okay with I until they howled. include the obligatory uh, uh, Bowsette scene. Uh, and I'm okay with that. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? Jack well, Black it's is just... hot. No, 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 no. I'm good with I'm good with him voicing Bowser. I feel like they're gonna do like a Bowsette specific scene. I hope it's still Jack Black. He's just gonna bring Jumanji vibes into it oh, again. Oh no. I love Jack Black. We've got <laughs> we've got Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. I <laughs> I want to say, okay, this is this is what my household was, okay? Mm-hmm. We're all in the living room, we're watching, right? They announced Chris Pratt. I'm like, uh, and then like on Anya, and I'm like, I don't know who that is. Now I know who that is. So like, mm-hmm. okay. Then I see Charlie uh Fuck. What's his last name? <laughs> Day. Day? Yeah. Thank you. I see Charlie Day and I just let out a scream. Like I just started screaming and <laughs> like my housemate was also uh-huh. like laughing. But like as soon as af- everyone after Charlie Day just got immediately like I was screaming, like losing mm. it. Absolutely losing it. Like what a cast. Like Seth Rogen. I'm like, this is so chaotic. I it's don't so, even know what to say. <laughs> it's just it's, like, what is that going to be like? I have no idea. It's it's honestly, I don't know. Will you, will you see it in theaters? Me? Yeah. No. <laughs> it's a fucking pandemic. You think I'm going to go sit in a theater for it's that? A, it doesn't come out till next year, I think. I don't right? give a shit. I'm not going to a movie theater ever again. <laughs> Being sit at home, not have to listen to like some kids cry or someone uh-huh. like fart or like smell someone piss or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you I am doing in a movie I theater. Am ne- no, what are other people doing in a movie theater? I'm not going to a movie theater ever again. I don't have to sit fun in there. The pandemic has set a completely different precedent where I don't have to get out of my house. Uh-huh. Are you telling me I could go home after work? chill in like my house with my snackies and i can 
sit on my sofa and have my cat all cuddled up with me. Uh-huh. Maybe invite some people over, right? A couple friends. And I can vibe. No one's going to mm. bother me. No mm. one's going to perceive me. Yeah. Fuck movie theaters. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. That's how I feel. It's okay if, like, you, you, you want to go. You, you go. I, uh-huh. I don't even know if I'm going to watch it because Chris Pratt's in it. But I want to watch right. it because Jack Black's in it and other <laughs> folks, you know? Uh-huh. So I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, I don't know. I have no idea. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens when it comes out. <laughs> what a what a mess! I was Mass Effect. <laughs> Mass Effect. You Welcome. know what? There is actually a Mass Effect movie. Is there? Yes, it's an anime movie, and it's 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 not it's not great. <laughs> <laughs> it's is it not. is it like the Dead Space movies? Yeah, okay. like as in maybe it could have not existed. Hmm. Some of the Dead Space movies are good. I mean, it's, it is what it is. That kind of is how it, the Mass Effect movie is. It follows James Vega from Mass Effect 3, and it takes place uh, before, uh, be- before and after the events of the mission he failed, the, the one that he repeatedly talks about and yeah. is the reason why he's like traumatized and shut off and doesn't care about his life and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So like that that's that's what that movie follows. And it it's it's okay, I guess it exists. They <laughs> uh-huh. the Freddie Prince Jr. has a great voice. Yeah, it's alright. So I so actually I guess, like James. Do you? He's not my he favorite. Is, he is the only meathead character in any char- in any game that I actually liked. I I mean Rex is right there. Okay, but like, but I'm talking about like a human because every other human character in Mass Effect is absolutely fucking insufferable, except for (laughs) Captain Captain Anderson, who is voiced by Keith David himself. Bless Uh that man's voice. It's very good. (laughs) It's so good. Oh, so I guess we should mention it off the top. Uh, It's on screen right now, but we're going to get into uh, pretty heavy spoilers for the entirety of the original Mass Effect trilogy. Yes, Um, and DLC. so so if you have any interest in those games uh maybe maybe come back catch us later yeah obviously we talked about it in the first episode uh this game series is very important to you right you said that it helped you realize that you were queer a little bit yeah there's like definitely um as time goes on i realize like oh maybe i had a little bit of a gay awakening for this game Ooh, maybe you know what i mean little sprinkles here and there but definitely um Mass Effect 1 was the first game that I played that showed me at the time when I was 18 that I could uh, romance a femme-presenting uh, character as mm. a femme-presenting character. Or, like, Shepard's obviously written and in the game as a woman, and Liara, while the Asari are actually uh, don't have genders and are supposed to be, like, kind of, like, I don't know, like, genderless, right? Mm-hmm. I, they all... They're all femme percent. Anyways, you know what I mean. It was the first game where I was like, hey, I'm playing a female character. I'm playing like a, a woman and I can romance like another femme presenting character. And then I was like, oh, that's a thing. I don't know. Mm. You know, like uh, it definitely was really cool. Mm. Um, also, Liara is just like a really sweet character. I, I 
I romanced her in every game that I that I could. Oh. Uh, she also got a real nice butt. Ah. <laughs> okay, can we? There's like a whole lore, like whole meme, like entire other like branch of the Mass Effect community that is just like, why is everybody? Why does everyone in Mass Effect have such a nice butt? Like it's just a thing. <laughs> uh-huh. Like. There was actually, it, it was kind of like a problem too. Oh my God, I could talk about so much problematic shit in the game. Um, so you didn't see it. Can I go on a tangent? This is what the podcast is going to be, by the way. Y'all yeah. are going to get the unfiltered, unedited, just me fucking going off on tangents and Justin sitting there going, I have like listening because they're just bless them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um also, I love Mass Effect so much, and I get info dump. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I I did not have like a like I knew of the games, right? Um, and right. I knew like of the major, you know, controversy controversy surrounding the games, especially in regards to like the ending of the, the third game originally and stuff. Yeah. But like, I it was not a game style that I played, right? Like, I didn't play much of the third person shooter genre at all. So like, it com- it completely passed me by until. I played through the trilogy right. like this year. I was so excited when you tweeted that you were going to play it when you picked it up. Mm. And I was like, oh my God, yes. Because <laughs> over the years, I'm like the person that's gotten like probably like over like a couple dozen people to play the game. Cause I'm mm. just like, play it, play it, play it, play it. You know what I mean? Um, and yeah, anyways, I'm just like, haha, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, I really, really love it. Oh, yeah, I'm absolutely going to special interest dump sec. Like, absolutely, it's happening. Okay, the Mass Effect controversy around the butts. So, like, you didn't see it in um, the trilogy because they fixed it, actually. Um, but oh, in, Miranda's stuff. Yes, Sorry. that's what we're talking about. We're talking mm-hmm. about Miranda's butt. So, yeah, Miranda is voiced and has a face. Uh, her face model is Yvonne Stravosky, a uh, really cool actress. She was in Chuck. Uh, I think she was in a couple other things, too. I can't remember. Brain part. Um... And when they did the model for her body, they gave her a, like, quite generous uh, butt. And mm. that, like, whatever. Who cares? It's just a character's body, right? Like, no problem. Who cares? Um, the thing was that in the original release of Mass Effect 2, that every time she went to go do something, the camera was always focused on her butt. Like, mm-hmm. really inappropriate moments in the conversation. So, like, obviously, spoiler warning, right? We've already said that. But, like, she'd be talking about her sister, you know, being concerned about Ariana, um, mm-hmm. her safety, uh, wanting to go help, talking about her trauma uh, surrounding her father and you know, how she feels like all this immense pressure to be like the perfect person, the perfect human being, because he spent so much money and so much time, like, um, you know, conditioning her and making her like the perfect biotic, the perfect person, you know, perfect genetics, whatever, which is fucked up. Uh, We can talk about that too. Right. So she's like talking about her trauma and talking about the safety of her sister, like very serious topics. And it was always on her butt. The camera was Mm -hmm. always on her butt. Like, like, her bending over when she would go to sit down it was like her <laughs> it was like they they made her model like stick her butt out super far <laughs> while she was sitting down and the camera would like be right on her butt so like uh-huh. it was like really weird you know um and then when the trilogy was coming out um <clears throat> they were like yeah we're gonna fix that we're gonna take out all those weird 
camera angles because they were weird. Like what? Mm. <laughs> like why the fuck did you do that? It was it was really weird. Okay, obviously like gross. Um, and people lost their shit, which was probably I'm I'm just gonna talk about this a little bit. Probably one of the funniest things I've ever seen is people uh-huh. were like so mad over them fixing the camera angles for Miranda so that it wasn't like being like gratuitous, like mm-hmm. showing her butt, like. And, and, you know, during like serious conversations of her and stuff, right. and like, like people like lost their shit over him. We're like, "What? You're taking the butt out? What are you <laughs> gonna take out next, Bioware?" It's like, <laughs> uh-huh. like why are you so upset? Which, like, I I wonder if that is like a, a statement of you know the era that it was produced in, or if it was like an attempt to overcorrect from the controversy that they got for including like queer romance in general. Cause like, I even just like looking stuff yeah. up, there are like countless articles or like, Oh my God. Like news yeah. stories about like Fox news going after like oh video games God. of corrupted kids yes. and turning them gay and like all this other stuff. So like Fox as a developer, did they so look mad. at that and be like, no, this is a, this is a man's game. Look at the, look at the ass. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I really, really, really don't know. I, I really don't know. Honestly, I have mm-hmm. no idea. Uh, there definitely is like a lot of uh, <laughs> generous uh, sprinkles, some uh, toxic masculinity spice, if you will, um, throughout the game and oh, yeah, uh, for sure. the scenes and also just poorly written, uh, characters and uh romances and Mm. queer i mean like there's a lot of um good things right i could talk about a lot of good things and you know i'm really happy you played the game there's a few other people i know that recently picked up uh picked up mass effect 2 with the re-release remake and that and like that's great um but there's also like a lot of problems in the game (laughs) yeah and like um especially recently watching uh like someone else like played through it recently um mm-hmm. i was just like "Ooh, i forgot that happened like you know there's a lot of like Ooh, moments like um but yeah i i don't want to go off on another tangent mm-hmm. i i will eventually but i do you want to talk about anything in uh particular like um i guess i mean we can start off you know for folks who have not played the game uh like we mentioned it's a third person right. uh kind of rpg ish uh shooter um where you take control of shepherd uh, either like what the fans call him shep or just male shepherd i guess it's um, a m shep yeah m shep and and you go around and you're going against the the reapers um which are like an advanced alien race that wants to take over everything and is like creating pawns and all this stuff um, and so there are three yeah. games and throughout each one you like try to try to unite, you know, whether it's different uh, aliens or different like armies to overcome the Reaper forces. I'm, I'm assuming that you played as FemShep because just. Oh, yeah. As soon as I saw that you could play as a woman, I went, yeah, because mm-hmm. that was also probably one of the first games that I saw that as an option. Mm. um and i was like hell yeah let's go um yeah yeah i i also played as them shop um and i just think like jennifer hale does a fantastic i, I mean the, the voice acting oh throughout the series is like pretty good but like yeah it's re- yeah it's pretty good but jennifer hale in particular is like jennifer hale is yeah sorry 
Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. She's she's one of my favorite voice actresses, and I think she does a lot with like with a with a character that could easily fall into stereotypes, right? Mm-hmm. Like when you're talking about femme presenting characters in general, there's this like tendency to go the Sarah Connor route, right? Where they're just like no emotions, all actions. It's the James Cameron effect, essentially, right? Where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I have complex female characters. Look how badass they are. It's just like, well, there's more. You don't have to just be that, you know, and especially since it is like a military character. Um, right. And, and I, I think they go down some routes that are like really sympathetic and like really open. Emotional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and vulnerable. At the end of the day, like a, a lot of the decisions you make, because morality plays a huge factor in the series as a whole, like a lot of the time the paragon or like the 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 most empathetic option is one that exceeds like the um the the go-to like military response right Mm -hmm. and so i think that's what i i appreciate about femshep um but that's who i i played as yeah Uh, i played as uh femshep as well i absolutely love jennifer hale uh just phenomenal voice actress um Oh my gosh, uh, such a huge part of my childhood to- too. Like she's been cast in uh, over four hundred things. Like she mm-hmm. was, um, she's one of the Hex girls, the one in all red, and she's also in Powerpuff Girls. Uh, I'm pretty sure she was in fucking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Don't take my word for that. Hold up, let me just look up. <laughs> let me look up. Let me look up Jennifer Hale. She's also, mm-hmm. um, uh, she's in. Oh, I'd already knew I was going to look her up. <laughs> she's been in over 439 things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she's been in a lot of shit. Uh, Star Wars, Mass Effect. <laughs> she was in Ralph Breaks the Internet. Does Shepard show up in Wreck-It Ralph? No. But okay. no, I don't think so. No, 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 no. Okay. I had to think about that for a second, but no. <laughs> I would lose my shit. She also voiced um, uh, Sonya Blade in uh, Mortal Kombat. The journey begins. Okay. <laughs> Awful. But I think, I think, I mean, I, I think it is like, it's a, it's a testament to, to her performance that like, I think when people think of Mass Effect, Femshep is the first person that comes to mind as the yeah. protagonist. Yeah. Yeah. For me, that's, that's who my shepherd is. I don't mm-hmm. know. If anyone else like hanging on has played it, like who you played. Mark Mir is a good voice actor. He's also like super into theater in Vancouver and like just like a sweet person. He also does like a lot of tabletop RPG stuff mm-hmm. um, and like uh, charitable stuff and that. And he he's also like, he's he's great. He voices uh, Mask uh, or um, Chef and um, he's great. But oh, the voice acting, Jennifer Hale. Jennifer Hale, nothing, mm-hmm. nothing, nothing, nothing competes uh, for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Mark Mir. No, it's good. I'm I, so I, sorry. I tried, <laughs> I tried to play. That's that's the next thing that we can talk about, right? I tried to, mm-hmm. I tried to stick to the Paragon or like the the quote unquote like good route for most right. of the game. Um, and so when I was thinking about replaying it with the Renegade or the more negative route, I was like, I might as well like switch it up and play as M Shep too. Um, 
I started doing Renegade on the first game and wasn't really vibing with it. Oh um, my so I god! Might, yeah, I might I might pick up from two, either like fresh or just you know take a different route with uh, with FemShop so I could romance Garrus too because I didn't yeah. do that. Yes. Um, which which route did you primarily play? Um, like in your I, first go through with the series. I play Paragon throughout all three of them, and I romanced Liara in the first one, and then I romanced Garrus in the second and third one, because as soon as I found out that Birdman was an option, I was like, hello, <laughs> uh-huh. goodbye, squid girlfriend, I love you, it was great, thank mm. you, you sweet precious bean, but I want my bad boy Turian man. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what happens. And I think it helps <laughs> that, like, originally, like... You know, if you were playing them oh, separate, yeah. they didn't come with the DLC. The cast of characters changes from game to game, too. Like, you mm-hmm. can't rely on the same. Garrus is, like, one of... Garrus and Tally, I think, are the only characters that are present through all three entries. Yes. Yeah. Um, so they it, are. there is incentive to kind of shake things up and get to know characters more in each entry. Um, but I could I could definitely see how, like, how it would be nice to... Because, I mean, even... Even with, like, Liara, right? Because that's who I romanced through all three games, technically. Um, it was nice to see that progression and that character development between the two of them. So mm. I, I could imagine that, like, Garrus, once that became an option, was also very good. I think if I were to rank, in my personal opinion, right, mm. everybody's different, the most well-written characters in all three games. I would say, uh, and and not necessarily in order from best to like not so good, but still best. I would say um, Garrus, Tally, Liara, Legion, Rex. And I'm sure there's more, but I can't think of any. But those are the ones that come to my mind. Uh, they, mm-hmm. they all have really good writing. I, I find especially... Uh, Liara, Garrus, and Tally, just because they make appearances in the games. And while Liara isn't a core character in the second game, she does play a massive role um, by helping Shepard by being like an information broker for them. And then mm-hmm. later uh, during the Shadow Broker DLC, becoming even more of a very important information broker for right. uh, Shepard when she. <laughs> assumes the position of shadow broker after Mm -hmm. you kill him uh so like those three i yeah there's like uh so much opportunity to get to know them all um Mm. i will shit on mass effect though for some of the writing with liara because if you and i don't know what they fixed it in the trilogy remake but in the original if you did not romance Liara in the first game, she does not get as close to you and she does not open up to you and you do not have half or more of the conversations that you have of her in the third game. Oh. Yes. Yeah, if you know. romance her in the first game and then mm. even if you break up with her in the second one or if you continue with her in the second one and break up with her in the third, you get mm. way more uh, conversations of her there's like way more intimacy with her, like a, a better friendship and like mm. understanding from her and openness in that. But if you don't romance her in this in the first game, she's more closed off. Uh, she doesn't want to be vulnerable around you or she's like embarrassed to be. 
it, it, I don't know why they chose to do that because like I find that kind of fucking annoying and also mm. just really bad writing like she can't be a complex character unless you fuck her like I don't right do you know what yeah. I'm saying it's a very weird message to send like she just does not matter to the mm. player character unless you fuck her and I don't agree with that I don't agree with that weird like like why mm. someone someone on the dev team made the conscious decision to say Hey, if you don't romance Liara in the first one, she'll like have some conversations with you, but you will not have any of the conversations. Like mm-hmm. most, like it, it's very odd. And I actually didn't know that they had done that until mm-hmm. um, what happened was when. Uh, so I got into the series of Mass Effect Three came out because I saw some of the trailers with mm-hmm. uh, FemShep in it, and that's when they really started advertising it with FemShep. They always had her in it. Um, but they never actually advertised it, even though Bioware want, wants to say, oh, the game was originally intended to have Femship as the main character. Like, okay, shut the fuck up. You never advertised <laughs> they, her. They didn't put like, her on the up. cover until but, the third No, version. yes, they did. Whatever. Yeah, and I could get into that too. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> shut the fuck uh-huh. up, Bioware. But you want your brownies? You want your brownie points? Shut up. My God. Um, so, like, I saw the third, uh, the third game's trailer and went, what? what is this game? There's aliens. Mm. This looks cool. And then I played through it all. Um, and I completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. So I, I, <laughs> I remember. I did okay. not, uh, I did not know that uh, her character development depended on you romancing her in the first game. Um, because at the same time of, of me playing it, uh, my brother at the time, because I was still like living at home, uh, mm. he played through it too. And he romanced Liara in the first game, then romanced Jack in the second in that. So he got on a bunch of conversations with Liara that I didn't have because mm-hmm. I chose not the because uh, I um, wait, which is also weird because like actually I, I chose not the romance in the first one. I just realized I lied. I'm sorry. The first playthrough <laughs> I did not romance Liara because uh-huh. I think I didn't like her and I didn't like Caden because Caden was really annoying. Oh my god, I could bitch about that too. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, it's okay. But yeah, just bad writing. Like, why would you do that? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, now I, I very much enjoy this this series uh, as I play through them. Like, each one I spent more and more time with. Like, the first game, I think I put 24 hours into it. And then from there, oh my I know God. Like, increase yeah. with each one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there are definitely some things that just, like, don't sit well. Or, like, it's not even... Some things have not aged well, like you can kind of grant them that, but some things like from the get go were just like not okay. Like specifically, because I streamed parts of my playthrough, like th- throughout, right, on Twitch. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like during Mass Effect 2, I, I decided to stream part of it and ended up doing the Overlord DLC, which ended up being super problematic and very triggering. It is and, like, absolutely ableist. The most ableist, like. It's- it's content very I have gross. ever seen. Um, eventually, it got to the point for that for that mission, which I don't know how deep we want to get into it. Where like I we can talk I, about it. I would say trigger warning for anyone in chat. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, it's very ableist. I mean, we don't have to talk details. We could just say we could talk shit about it because, like, mm-hmm. I mean, kind of fuck Bioware for including that in their game. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but we can avoid like graphic details because it's unnecessary, right? If that's uh, not to steamroll. No, it's okay. I mean, oh, yeah. it was just it. it uh, 
it got it got to the point where it was just so bad that I like I put it on face cam and muted the game audio for stream and just like barreled through it, like skipping conversations and, and stuff right. because I, I did not want to subject people to that. Um, that was probably the worst that it ever got, but there were still definitely some things that are like not cool or like kind of sketchy. The whole first game, like Renegade essentially amounts to like how xenophobic a character can you yep, be? Absolutely. Um, and someone wrote that in the game, mm. you know, like they were like, oh, renegade bad equals bigot. But like you're still allowing a player character to play as a bigot. Like, mm -hmm. like you were saying, it's just xenophobic and, and racist. And most of it was very like kind. It's not it's not good. It's mm. not good at all. And I don't see a lot of people talk about that either. I think it's important when we have these conversations about how much we love these games to like talk about the things that like could be improved or like just straight up oh, absolutely. Need to be included like in any narrative. Yeah. Like, cause it was bad. <laughs> no, it was um, really bad. So, um, I could just gave like a basic, like not even like a breakdown, just a quick, like surface level kind of like, this is what happened in the DLC. Yeah. Um, for anyone who, like, hasn't played the game and has interest in playing the game, um, it's the Overlord uh, DLC, right? Mm -hmm. With David Archer? Yeah. Yeah. So there's a DLC in Mass Effect 2. Um, it's actually part of the core game now since they released the trilogy. So it's not like something you can kind of avoid and not download. It's already part of the game. So, And there's you... no... There's no... There's nothing in the game that indicates like what was previously DLC and what isn't. It just shows right. up as a side quest. So like that kind of that messed with my playthrough going through all three games because like with the I can't remember if there was anything major in the first, but with the second there was that um, and the Shadow Broker thing, which should probably DLC. save towards the end. Uh, and then the, with, with the second one again, they had the um, what was the third one? The third one that Ar arrival. Arrival that leads directly no, into the events of the third game. Completely right. Yeah. So I don't know why they, because we could talk about that too. Like, that's not great. So like, when I played Mass Effect 2, obviously those were DLCs I had to purchase, right? Just like in mm -hmm. Mass Effect 3, Omega was a DLC. Um, and like, if you're going into Mass Effect 2 and you don't realize those are DLCs, you don't know what order to play them in. Because, right. like you said, Arrival is actually a bridge between Mass Effect 2 and 3. It explains. Uh, what happens to Shepard in the in, in, like between two and three, and why mm. you end up where you are at the beginning of three in jail, right? Um, right. So like, eh, I don't know why they did that. I don't know because there's post game content for Mass Effect Two. You could go back. You could play through Shadow Broker. You could play through Arrival. You could play Overlord. Uh, load Overlord. Overlord. If you yeah. want to, but I, I don't know why they didn't just make it like a DLC that unlocked after you the like the suicide mission because uh, mm -hmm. like you said it kind of like made it kind of like not so linear as it could be you know right which is unfortunate i definitely feel like someone could have looked at overlord and put a trigger warning on it mm -hmm. before you started playing it right and i actually forgot that that dlc was a thing until you're playing through it and i was like oh fuck and yeah, it's pretty awful. So 
basically it follows the story of David Archer, who's a researcher. He's a researcher for Cerberus and his, uh, no, sorry. David is David is the brother. David is the brother. What is his name? I, I don't know. Sorry. Something else, Archer. He shows Gavin. up in the third game and Gavin. you have the option to like punch him. And I think I definitely did that. Yeah, it's Gavin. Gavin Archer is uh, his brother. So, like, you get called to this facility and there's, like, some virus that's broken out and, like, Gavin Archer's like, help me. Oh, no, it's our research. My re- my my experiment or whatever has gone wrong. I need you to shut it down. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you come to find out that he's been performing experiments on his uh, brother. Um, and you, at the end, have, like, the decision to, like, let his brother um, go to somewhere where he'll be safe and away from Gavin, or you could give David to Gavin. Obviously I told Gavin to shove everything up his ass. And mm-hmm. I think I shot him actually. I think I killed him in the second one by then, but it's so you very, can, there's, there's no, like no. no matter what route you go. Cause I looked it up afterwards. Like nothing bad really happens to Gavin. Like, as a result of his actions, which is very unfortunate. Yeah, I thought I could. I thought I shot him, but I might be mixing up with another character. You might have injured um, him or something. Then like that, been it. He deserves to be murdered. Um, he's a terrible character. The DLC is extremely uh, ableist because David is autistic, and you know. Um, so yeah, it, it's one it, of those like unfortunate tropes where. Uh, Autism is treated as like a superpower, and this takes it right. in like the very negative way, in like the worst way imaginable. That yeah, I it's fucking awful. No, we don't have to get into it other than that. But if anyone is thinking about playing Mass Effect Two, skip the Overlord uh, DLC. It, I mean, it sucks because it means that those characters won't show up in Mass Effect 3, um, don't really care about Gavin not showing up, but David's mm-hmm. actually a great character to see in the third game. But the way that it's written and handled, it's absolutely disgusting and abhorrent and should have a trigger warning on it when players want to play it. Um, and it should have not been written the way it was written. You could obviously tell that someone who wasn't autistic wrote it. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. someone who just, I don't know. It's absolutely fucking disgusting. And mm-hmm. I just like, uh, not to go off on a tangent, part of it, uh, what surprises me is just like the lack of people talking about how horrible that DLC mm-hmm. is. Because like I see a lot of like really good positive things for Mass Effect. And like, yeah, Mass Effect uh, did a lot of things uh, and did a lot of things pretty well. Um, but it also just deserves to be absolutely <laughs> dissected and uh shat on because there's mm-hmm. shit like that in it um so yeah if you want to play mass effect 2 just uh trigger warning extreme ableism um experiments on a autistic character in the overlord dlc um personally i would say avoid it yeah you do you can run into david both brothers in the third game if you've helped them and like it's it's nice to see David in a better place, but also, like, I don't know if it was worth that, you know, initial, like, trauma and triggering response that I personally had playing the game, you know? Like, it's definitely not. super triggering, and 
honestly. It's it's up to the player character they want to play it, but just it's it is not mm. it's not easy to play through and it's something that shouldn't even exist in the game. Yes. So there's that. That was probably my most negative experience with the game as a whole. Um I had a couple of like you know, the mechanics for each game change a little bit. So there are some things that I don't necessarily like with like new iterations. I don't like the weight system introduced in the third game because um, that's annoying and it affects your play style to, to an extent. But like for the most part, my experience with the series was very uh, positive. Yeah. Um, there are a couple of things it does not handle very well, uh, that being the biggest one, but like... Also, just like a handful of occasions where like it'll let characters slide by with like casual xenophobia or yes, like uh, Prescott Mm. Navigator. No, Navigator. Sorry, Navigator Presley uh, in the Mm. first game. It's literally uh, one of the first three or four conversations that you have in the game. Um, You approach him at uh, the galaxy map. Is it okay if I go off? (laughs) Yeah, no. I'm so sorry. I know too much about this fucking No, game. it's okay. Cause like, <laughs> it's like you have that conversation with him, right? And if you play the Paragon yeah. route, like he's like, oh, maybe I should be more open-minded. But then you find his dog tag or his journal in the second game after he's dead and the ship crashes. And it's like, oh, I hate all these dang aliens on the ship. And I'm Does actually... Does he actually say that? Yeah. Like, like I had the conversation with him. And then the second game is like, oh, no, he still definitely had those like... Uh, like outspoken prejudices that That's just were so never weird. I wonder if, depending on what you said to him, he shut the fuck up because I remember having a different game notepad from him, and it was uh. him realizing that what he said about the alien crew uh, members was wrong, and that he sees them as family. So maybe that was just something that did not carry over. Like that's with the, so weird. With the remaster. Don't... Why would they do that? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> Because like you can import your story essentially yeah. from each each subsequent right. game, and like I definitely had that conversation with him where it was like, oh, you know, they're doing like they're doing the job. We should trust them. Like it's going to be great for everybody. And he was like, yeah, I will keep that in mind, Commander. Like I'll watch myself. I told him to shut the fuck up and mind his own business and keep it. And maybe do his that job. maybe <laughs> that was it. I was like, I was so mad. I you know I. Also, wait, I'll, I'll go back to, like, the, the starting scene. Um, mm. But, like, you come out from, like, uh, the cockpit, and you're going down, and then you go down to the galaxy map, and then, like, Navigator Presley's there. And uh, Presley's like, oh, yeah, you know, them Turians, you know? <laughs> you're mm-hmm. just like, what? what's wrong with Turians? He's like, you know, the first contact war. I just, I don't like them. And I'm like, bro, that's racist. Like, uh-huh. I'm just like what the fuck is happening right now? So I told him to shut the fuck up, do his job, and uh-huh. sit down. And he was like, yes, Commander. And I was like, shut What the fuck? <laughs> He's like, one of the first... Yes. Uh-huh. Like, one of the first people you talk to in the game. Because, like... <laughs> and, and, it's like, we, you could have a whole... We could have a whole episode dedicated oh my to, God, like, actually. The, the, like, the, oh. like, the cognitive dissonance <laughs> between, like, the options you have on screen versus what actually happens. There's a conversation you can have with Grunt where he's like, oh, I want to fight everybody. I don't trust anybody. And there's a, a prompt that says, what about Garrus? And it's like, oh, you know, we're on the same team. Like, kind of the same thing I just mentioned. Maybe if you say that, like... Uh, 
like it'll be cool and he'll be like you know what garris is a good fighter and i can respect that but if you choose that it's like shut the hell up grunt and then he like headbutt him or something <laughs> like there's so much that just like what is, yeah, what is happening here and like to uh, like there are two specific instances like with this with prescott or presley or whatever uh where like paragon maybe is not the right choice um the second one is like if you choose paragon when talking to kelly chambers in the third game um instead of the renegade option to tell her to change her name she gets killed by cerberus like when they take her <laughs> i didn't know that was a thing yeah, yeah. there's definitely a whole other thing where like you know i read a reply and i went yeah i'm gonna reply oh my god i can I could get into that. <laughs> Can we talk about Caden? Can we talk about Caden Alanko, the Canadian beefcake from Vancouver? He doesn't know how to cook a steak. Let's talk about Caden. What? Okay. Wait, is this okay? Wait, should, what, what are we? What are we? No, I can go on about Caden. Okay, I know. I'm so sorry. Raphael Sparge is such a good voice actor. Bless his soul. Sweetest man ever got a signature from him. Don't know him personally, okay? But so, very, very sweet man, okay? But Caden, Jesus fucking Christ, this man. So, <laughs> I'm so sorry, but I'm also not. I don't even. Here's, here's, like, I don't even know what you're about to talk about <laughs> because I ignored Caden so much that, like. <laughs> you ignored Caden because I told you, don't well, like, give him I also anything. Just, like, I just was not interested. I turned him down in the third game because it's like you can visit him and be nice to him. And he's like, I love you, Shepard. It's like, <laughs> so right. like I, I can't do it. We're in public right now. I'm not going to do this with you. Um. <laughs> oh, my God, please. OK, let me talk about my experience with Caden, OK? Yeah, go for it. First off, you start the game. Why is he in the cockpit? Why is he co-piloting the Normandy? Why are you there? He, he's never seen in any other game or at any other moment after that co-pilot in the Normandy. Hmm. Why was he there in the beginning? To, to establish that he's a hunky romance. I don't know. Okay, plot hole. Okay. That's something I noticed like in the second. I was like, wait, why was Caden co-piloting? Uh, Seth, Seth Green voices the pilot in all three games and you cannot yeah. romance him, but he will fuck a robot if you let him. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Well, thank you. I absolutely let Edie and Joker date. Oh mm. my god. Um. So like you you get to. You... There's <laughs> <laughs> no okay? king shaming. <laughs> no king shaming in the chat. No, no. Um. Okay. So Caden. Okay. So here's the thing with Caden. Mm -hmm. All right. And it's very much the same thing for Ashley if you play as M Ship. Is that Ashley and Caden were both set up for the player character, whichever like Shepherd you played at, as mm -hmm. to be their default romance. Like to the point where like the romance is literally shoved down your throat. And like right. at a certain point when you're engaging with them, if you choose like a certain set of uh, conversation options with them or like get a little bit too cozy with them it starts like um automatically unlocking and setting you on the path for your the romance with them and yeah. it is it's not great okay because at a certain point no matter what the fuck you say to Caden even if you say a renegade options that's like 
I want to keep it professional or mm. like, or something like that. It doesn't matter. Right. Because this is the problem. Some of the on-screen, um, options do not reflect what actually comes out of your fucking character's mouth right at a certain point when you get locked into that romance with Caden or ashley no matter what conversation you uh, option you choose whether it's paragon renegade or neutral whatever's gonna come out of your fucking mouth is gonna be flirty it does not matter, okay? And I did not know this my first playthrough, okay? I did mm. not want to romance Kaden. And he honestly creeped me out. Because after a certain time, I was like, yo, why is this man, like, so insistent? And then I accidentally, <laughs> right? And and I accidentally uh -huh. got, I learned my lesson. Anytime I replay it, I don't talk to him and I kill him on Vermeer. Anyways. <laughs> no! <laughs> okay? Um, At least he's not like outright but then, but then, xenophobic but then, but then, like Ashley is. But then, <laughs> but then I realized how racist Ashley was. I will talk about my first playthrough experience, okay? About that, okay? After I realized that Ashley was irredeemably, terribly racist. And I was like, oh, fuck. Can we just be real for a second and say Ashley would absolutely be a Trumper? It probably, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, there is, there is, like, an equivalent. There's, like, the humanity first party, yes, like, yes. that you interact and with. And he's like, no, they're a group of terrorists. I don't believe in them. But, like, everything that comes out of her goddamn mouth is exactly what their values are in the game. And you can tell those people to shut the fuck up and, like, punch mm -hmm. the leader or whatever it is. Right. But, like, I'm just like, okay, so Caden, right? So, like, at a certain point, I'm talking to Caden. And I'm like, I do not want to romance this man. I'm going to be start being mean to him. And then uh -huh. I said something. I said something to him about... Uh, he was like, oh, do you talk to everybody like this? Hey, Commander, do you make a habit out of talking to everybody on the Normandy like this? And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, no, he wants to fuck. I have to get out of this. Mm -hmm. So I chose the renegade option. And the renegade option was like, I was like, it's going to, like, cancel, like, the romance or whatever. No. Do right. you know what it gave me? Do you know what came out of my goddamn shepherd's mouth? It was <laughs> not usually, uh, what's, what is he? Lieutenant? He's a lieutenant, I think. Yes, he's sure. Lieutenant Keaton Alanko. No, he's Lieutenant, yeah, I remember. I had a brain fart. He's <laughs> like, she She says, my fucking shepherd says, not usually Lieutenant, but for you, I like to, or some shit like that. And I started screaming, <laughs> okay? I was like, no, this man ended up in my room at the end of the game. He's like, I want to fuck. And I'm like, man, no, you need to leave, sir. This is on uh -huh. Wendy's. I... Dodgy, are you not? <laughs> I like the one. I like the one with my favorite one, probably, where it just like tonally does not match is the conversation you have with Thane, where he's like, he just tells you about the details of his wife dying or like getting murdered. Like, oh my god, you could be like, are you single? <laughs> you can. The the prompt is, I want you, Thane. <laughs> just like... I'm gonna die. I remember, um, I remember seeing that on my screen, and I, I, I was wheezing. I had, uh -huh. I had to take a moment. I was like, this man just told me about his deeply, like how much he loves his wife and how like you know, they <laughs> even have he wants to connect with his son, and <laughs> and and you know he's dealing with a lot of things. He's dying from an incurable uh, condition, and mm -hmm. like. Uh, you know, uh, he was he was going to do his final job, his final assassination job before he met you. You gave him hope and right. he decided maybe life isn't too bad and maybe I'll just do this this mission with Shepard. And then you could be like, hey, you want to fuck? Like, it's, 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 he's willing to fight to the end and then some and then it's... <laughs> <laughs> and then you could just but, be like, hey, I But, but, but what that fish fuck? dick do, though? 
what the fuck? Like, I don't know who wrote that, but I was losing my shit when I saw that. I was like, no, what? I don't want to. Uh-huh. And, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, like, this is not an appropriate time. It's like, hey, I know you just like trauma dumped on me and it was uh-huh. like really great, but like, I want to see your booty or like, <laughs> uh-huh. I don't know. It's like, I don't think it's a good time now. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> I, I think by nature of like the fact that there there are three games with like you know, at least uh what if we say like each one is like with it with like sixty hours of gameplay, like at the very minimum between between All the three, three of them. Of them? I, yeah, I'd leave. Like I there's there's no way we're gonna hit on everything, right? Um, because there are characters that I love that we, like, have not even mentioned yet. Like, I mean, I can literally talk about Mass Effect for, like, five hours. I will not right. shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, <laughs> we could do episode two of this next weekend. I will gladly <laughs> be talking about Mass Effect. Like, it's a this is our This is our Mass Effect-only podcast. Yeah. It's a spinoff from Arcade TVs. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, yeah, my first playthrough... What was your first playthrough? Like, who who did you... Okay, I think you mentioned um, who you romanced. You were Paragon. Like, you and Liara. Like, mm-hmm. like who did you kill on Vermeer? Did you save Rex? Um, did you um, do, like, little loyalty missions for, like, Yeah, Garrett? I mean, I, I essentially maxed the hell out of everything that I possibly could. Um, like, to the point where it, it actually started, I'm not gonna lie, like, kind of got to my anxiety a little bit more than i would have liked right Mm -hmm. where like each decision like felt like life or death to me like that's an exaggeration but like literally like um i let ashley die in the first one i saved rex i did all the all the good stuff i saved the council in the first game and then the second one um i feel like it's kind of it's kind of like the odd duck in the series, right? Because like none of the characters from two really show up in three, except for like in uh, side missions and stuff. Like none of your team essentially transfers from two to three, which is very odd and made me a little bit sad because I really yeah. liked some of those relationships specifically. Um, but like at the third game, um, because like it doesn't when you get a priority mission. Um, it doesn't tell you like which order you should do them in. It's just like you land on this planet. Here are the three things that you have to do. Go go at it, right? Right. Um, I got to the part where I was trying to stop the war between the Quarians and the Geth, and I did a, a single mission out of order, and like was watching everybody die and blow up, and like I had to like I hard pause like closed out the game and like had to reset hours because i just happened to do this one mission like out of order right um, and it That's was, it was definitely a fault in the game it was very like i was so upset but i think i was texting you during that that was just like i, I like almost what did watched, i do i was like i almost watched tally die like i can't I can't do this. I care so much about these characters that it was just like, I need to take a step back. It honestly. so stressful. Uh, definitely feel that uh, they did take that out in Andromeda. Andromeda doesn't have a Paragon or Renegade or any sort of like, I think there's reputation points instead. So you got to do a certain thing to build up a reputation. Right. Um, but that can be it's earned like a... by doing anything. So there's no like super like 
there is morality in it, obviously, mm-hmm. right? But there isn't like a definitive like good or bad, you know? Um, right. I, I've started and, playing yeah. that one, and it's like I think they call it literally like <clears throat> psych evaluation from the four different choices you could take. Which I mean, I don't know how I feel about that those terms specifically, but um, right, I, I have not gotten super far into into Andromeda. I, I did everything in my power to like complete the game to the best of my ability, like keeping everybody alive, like on, on my first go around, right? Like part of that entailed having, you know, at certain points, like a, uh, a guy like suggesting characters or something like I wouldn't spoil myself, but it was just like, okay, I think I know these people well enough to know like which role they'll perform best at and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the third game, I, I essentially the only thing I did not do in the third game is like I was not able to save the elusive man who uh, because I missed like one conversation point at the very beginning of the game. So it was like I couldn't use the last Paragon conversation route, even though I had like full stats on everything. Right. Right. Um, and then for the ending itself, I picked uh, the self-sacrifice like create a new system oh, you, of life chose, essentially uh, synthesize 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 whatever the green i picked green. the green route like a boogie yeah. yeah and for me that that ending was good i really appreciated it i like i don't think spoiler alert there might be they're, they're working on a fourth game I, I don't know if it involves shepherd or not um and like canonically, I don't think the green ending is the one that is like is correct. Um, but it, it was the one that I landed on, and I, like I was happy with. Like Shepard gave up their life to stop all conflict between AI and organic life, and created this new thing. Right. And I liked that. I have no idea how they're going to work that into the fourth game. The fourth game does follow after the events in the third game. So Mm -hmm. I have no idea what they're going to write into the story, um, how they're, what they're going to make canon or not. There's like a bunch of theories that like came out after the third game ended, like the Mm -hmm. indoctrination theory as an example where people were like, Oh, everything from Shepard at the, at the drop site and over the course of the game was them slowly becoming indoctrinated, you know, because they spent so much time inside of Reapers around derelict uh, Reaper tech or, mm-hmm. or inside a derelict uh, Reaper around the elusive man. Uh, they also have uh, a Reaper tech inside of them. Um, and so does Edie and, you know, the Normandy is full of it. You know what I mean? So like right. a lot of people like came up with this theory at the end of Mass Effect 3 that um, throughout the game you're, and, and also in the, the second game, uh and third obviously uh yeah over the course of the trilogy like by the end of the third game you're um uh you're indoctrinated but mm. don't realize it so like you know yeah believe- believable but i uh, bioware said uh they wish that they were that clever like literally <laughs> right they actually that's how they were like no that's not what we had going we wish we were that clever mm-hmm. um so that has been disproven um but yeah. i will say Hmm? You told me that you you had not played through the the legendary for was that was what is this one called the legendary edition yes Watching? like you whatever you mostly watched the the legendary endings right 
Uh, yes, uh, they did. It was the same endings. It was the same endings. So, like, what happened was when Mass Effect 3 originally came out, they actually um, didn't have the scene where you say goodbye to your love interest on the Normandy and have the whole I love you and then, like, Shepard runs off. Um, and they also didn't have the after uh, credits uh, scene where it was, like, a flash of everyone's faces and that. They actually... Um, I don't even think that they had uh, synthesis as a, a end game option at the end at uh, in the original cut that came out. They they were missing some choices in the ending because there's technically five choices at the end. Um, one of them is to destroy the Reapers, right? Mm -hmm. One of them is to synthesize, which means that uh, everybody on the planet in the galaxy, other galaxies, whatever's connected by. Uh, the mass relay tech, the Prophean technology, well, Leviathan technology, whatever. Um, the, everybody becomes uh, half uh, synthetic, half organic. And mm. then it's like the next step of evolution. Everybody like becomes like more sympathetic to each other's like cause and whatever, you know, like the Reapers are like, oh, I don't want to kill organics anymore because mm. like I realized the value in organic life and all the humans are like oh i'm just okay with like these mass murder machines that have been committed in genocide for centuries anyways right. if i could get into that it's kind of fucking weird uh <laughs> seeing reapers rebuilding uh society casually um and then the other option is control which is shepherd uh becomes the star child shepherd uh takes the star child's uh role because when you get up there there's like this little fucking kid that like he, <laughs> he looks like the kid that died That's at the very beginning weird. of the game that like mm. Shepard couldn't save, and then also the kid that uh, keeps uh, appearing in Shepard's reoccurring nightmares. Um, mm -hmm. They obviously have PTSD from uh, not being able to save that kid, and also like as the game goes on in in the nightmares, they keep hearing more whispers from people who die throughout the game. So like obviously like there's like a lot of trauma from right. the course of the game, right? Um, so yeah, you get up there and there's like this little like star child. It's in the um, it, it appears as the child that you can save. Um, Gives you options with the Jew. Um, yeah, so uh, you choose control. You become the new star child. Uh, you control the Reapers. Um, and then the fourth option is to refuse an offer, the offers from the star child to say, like, no, I don't want to make this decision for all of mankind. Mm -hmm. um, we will fight and we will find our own way, right? Uh, Shepard mm -hmm. kind of goes like, uh, you know, you never expected us to get even get here and look how far we've come and we're capable, right? And then uh, what gets me about that, right, is, and this is, I'll get into it, but I chose Destroy because for me, I was like, the Geth and Edie would be willing to die to say fuck you to the Reapers. That's where mm. I'm at. And um, I was also just like, the entire trilogy was building up to destroy the Reapers, destroy the Reapers, destroy the Reapers, right? And they've, for centuries, have been harvesting, uh, uh, like, um, uh, societies and, like, you know, civilizations. That's the word. <laughs> right. Civilizations, they've been harvesting them for years. Like, horrifying shit, right? And, like, have done, like, so much damage and... You know, when I got up there and I saw the Star Child and I was like, I don't trust this little fucker, especially after <laughs> I played like the Leviathan um, mm. DLC, because you actually meet with the original creators of Reapers, the original creators that program uh, the AI that uh, commands all of them. Right. And mm. 
you know, you, you meet with them and like you find out some shit and I was just like, you know, knowing everything I know, I'm going to kill the Reapers. It will kill me and unfortunately it will destroy all um, technology that has Reaper tech in it so Edie dies, the Geth die because they have the Reaper IF in them. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, the Normandy obviously stops working because it has Reaper. Wait, no. Yes, wait. No, that doesn't make sense. Oh my god, I just realized a plot hole. Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> so, you know, all the mass relays die and whatever for some odd reason. And in the last cutscene, the fucking uh, Normandy's still around and flies off. I just realized that's weird. Does it not have Reaper tech in it? I thought so, it did. So, so that might be based off of the original one. Because, like, with the legendary version, like, so you have your three routes, right? But within those routes, depending on how much, like, how many army points you had or how big your force was um like that number divided by half can also result in like three to four different options so there are like 12 different variations of cutscenes that you can see in most know, if I not all of yeah in most if not all of them the normandy you know crashes um the planet and like either your love interest and jeff and uh, or joker and edie get out or like Nobody gets out, and like all of, all of that. So oh, they I mean, have the potential to all die in the crash. Yeah, I think so. That's fucked up. I didn't know that. I didn't get that. I was when I played through all the series. I hundred percented every goddamn game because I was like absolutely like super into it. Um, mm-hmm. But like, yeah, there was there was options: control, synthesize, uh, destroy. Then there was rejecting the Star Child's uh, offer, and then you know what happens when the Star Child gets rejected. He said he throws a fit. Or something. He throws a fit. He talks like a reaper, and he tells you, "So be it. The cycle will continue." And I'm like, "I don't like that shit. I don't trust you." So I destroyed the reapers. <laughs> I was like, right. No. You could so, also shoot him, and then he like tells you, "Like fuck off," basically, and like say uh-huh. the cycle continues. So that's an option too, I guess, if you want to like shoot at the, at the, at the um, reaper AI because right. he because because the star child is the reaper. Are the are the they are the reapers? He's just he's just AI, like that's yes. But it. he's the AI that's in every single reaper. He controls them. He tells them what to do. Mm-hmm. He is the reapers. So that's why and I'm he's like going, he's going off of a program that was created by the Leviathan. Yeah, yeah. I don't trust that shit. Mm. He's gonna do whatever he's got to do to self for self preservation for the reapers, and I I'm not about that. So like I I destroyed them. <laughs> Um, uh-huh. rest in peace Edie and the Geth like I was like damn I, I, I did all that shit and they're gonna die but fuck or whatever um, so what happened uh, for, for me was um, and I'm rambling <laughs> <laughs> is um, I chose uh, destroy and then you know everything started blowing up and then mm. the Reaper started like collapsing and then, like, you know, the mass relays were blowing up and whatever. And, like, the Normandy crashed on that island. Um, and then, like, uh, Garrus and uh, Jeff looked at each other and uh, then got into the Normandy and flew off. And mm-hmm. that was it, you know? Um, if you play through it a second time, because I played through it a second time and play, it chose Destroy again um, in the original trilogy, in the original trilogy at least, um, at the end of the third game, when you choose destroy, uh, they get into the Normandy and they take off. 
And then it pans to a bunch of rubble uh, and then goes on to a chess piece that says N7 with dog tags. And mm-hmm. it it just shows the, obviously, shepherd breathe in. Like, you could hear them go, <gasps> and then it cuts. Mm-hmm. So if you choose, if you chose Destroy two playthroughs in the original release, there was, like, the second player, there would be like oh, something spicy. Shepard actually right. so, <laughs> so you can you can get that during your first playthrough. I think that was one of the changes. You can get the ending right. you just described in your first playthrough. Your first playthrough if you yeah. pick destroy and you have like over three thousand points. Yeah, you have to have like a ridiculous amount of points. Because um, um, I did after after you said like. Or after you suggested, like, you can check out, like, the other endings, you know? Like, yeah. that's the one that, that I got. Um, and it is the one that largely people consider canon. That's especially canon with for the, me. With, with the news of a new game. So, yeah. like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe the fourth game will just be about rebuilding and the conflict does not necessarily come from this AI versus organic thing. Kind of thing, um, yeah. But, like, I don't... I have I no idea what they're going to do. Um, all I know is that no matter how much shit Bioware pumps out that like makes me angry, I'm going to eat that shit up for breakfast <laughs> for dinner. Uh-huh. I'm going to mm, thank you, you know, like, right. Zoom. Uh, like, <laughs> I'm a slut for Bioware, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, I don't care what they do with that game. As soon as it's coming out, like, I'm going to be like, hell yes, uh, give me that shit. That's a right. good shit, you know. I will destroy it too. I will dissect that game and absolutely destroy it. But, but you know, um, yeah, I definitely, uh, for me personally, like consider the destroy ending where Shepard survives canon. Also, mm. because uh, absolutely, my Shepard needs to be in the embrace of Garrus Vicarian, their one and true right. only love. Right. There's, there's no other. There's no. Other. See, it's a, it, like it's interesting because like after interacting with the Geth and with Edie so much, like okay. and seeing that they did have their own will, their own like consciousness that they were developing, uh, especially you know after Legion dies and you've like given them oh, and all so this rough. stuff. Um, like I, I thought it would be too much. Like I thought, essentially, I would be destroying like not not only the Geth and and like Edie, but like the potential for other AI to become like to have that option of like free will and stuff. It was right. also like very tragic because I had romanced uh, Liara, which the Asari live like thousands and thousands of years, right? So like as a human, by being in a relationship with them, like. Of course, like, Shepard, had they stayed together, Shepard would have died first, and Liara would have had to, like, mourn and grieve with that. And, like, by sacrificing myself, I just, like, brought that about sooner. But then it's, like, Liara is also super young for an Asari, so, like, she has plenty of time to move on. But could she move on from Shepard? I I don't know. I don't know. So it's, like, yes, that relationship, and yes, like, the personal life of Shepard, like, dies. But I feel like by creating something new, it just, like... I don't know. It's very beautiful to me. It makes me very happy. Like, yeah. Uh, we, we've talked about the ending of the game. We've talked about the things that we have enjoyed, some of the things that we did not enjoy. I, I think, I don't know if we mentioned it, but like, like how, how monumental it was to have like queer representation in video games in general oh, and to oh, have yeah. like a femme presenting character as the lead and like to 
have all of this like cool stuff in the early 2010s Um, right Uh, yeah yeah for sure there there were like also a lot of other uh women in the game that were pretty well written uh mm. ranging in age like dr chakwa is as cool as fuck oh yeah and i don't think she's she might be one of the only like older women like in her 50s that i've ever seen Mm. in the game and also um oh my gosh what is the name of a voice actress carolyn seymour carolyn seymour has one of mm, fantastic voice uh she also voiced the locust queen in gears of war and uh she's also been quite a few other things but i can't anyways good voice uh dr chakras is also just a really cool character and i really like her Mm. and every time she came back i was like Oh, yeah. Um. <laughs> I, I, I like getting drunk with Dr. Chocolates. It's, ah, it's always yeah, fun. it's so good. I, I, I do want to, I feel like I should also mention, since I played through the Legendary uh, Edition, there are a couple of bugs. There's some wonky things throughout this entire series that I don't know that you necessarily experience playing through it. Mm-hmm. Um, I uploaded a couple of clips to Twitter. One was like, I fell through an elevator and just like was an <laughs> endless, like, uh repetition of death and like loading into the game and then falling through the elevator and dying again uh there were things where like my character's body would be pointing forward but my neck and arms and stuff oh my god yeah i've I've had that before too yeah Uh, that was very fun uh and i i i don't know if it was intentional or, or not like keeping some of those bugs in but it's just like i thought it was fun to to have it happen except for the dying one that part was a little annoying Mm -hmm. um but yeah i just which which one i guess is do you have a favorite entry in the series or like a character that we have not talked about yet Mm, oh uh i'm gonna say oh fuck i love sovereign hold up I always get very stuck between Mass Effect 1 and Mass Effect 2 because Mass Effect 1 is really wonky, right? Even with the remake, it's a little... It, it's smoother, for sure. Right. But uh-huh. um, it's still a little wonky. Um, but, like, Mass Effect 1 is just so charming. And if you play Paragon, <laughs> <laughs> um, not Renegade that's bad um it's just like it's a really good game and i think uh one of the best um things in that game is uh saren for for herself saren is one mm. of my all-time in any game one of my all-time favorite antagonists um the voice actor is great he's much better than the elusive man honestly. oh my god like... yeah like i was like okay whatever it's just an old white man i already deal with this in real life give me a break like is whatever. that michael it's... sheen like yes, is it's michael sheen it is okay michael okay i heard like michael i heard sheen. the voice and i like shepherd i was like it could it could it might be him but would they it's all absolutely michael sheen could they what was he do- has michael sheen ever played a video game <laughs> <laughs> i don't know but like the the voice actors like the the cast that they got for the second game like Edie, Edie is a voiced by um oh my gosh what's her face she's in battlestar galactica <laughs> they got like they got like quite the cast and like you know seth rogan not seth rogan jesus christ seth green came <laughs> back <laughs> <laughs> Seth Green came back. Um, <laughs> Seth Rogen as Edie. Oh Can you? No, I'm a joker. You fuck. 
You know exactly what I was talking about. It's like a Joker, not easy. <laughs> oh my god! I feel like Joker's character would completely change if it was Seth Rogen instead. I might enjoy him more. No, <laughs> I love Joker. He's such a shit. He's like kind of one of those like sad boy meme lords. I don't know. Uh-huh. <laughs> that makes sense. That's funny. Um, I'm getting a little bit off like from the question you asked because like. There, I, it's really hard for me to choose between uh, one and two because, like, just some of the moments in uh, one are really good. Like, just mm-hmm. the entire um, the entire arc of Saren is one of my favorites. I love Saren as an antagonist. Um, right. He's he's so fucking cool. Um, and I think that's that's like a, a really cool thing. Um, I also just like when I first spoke to Sovereign, um, I had the biggest what the. F- fuck moment when like my brain i literally remember my brain like something clicking in my brain when i realized what i was talking to like who i was talking to and what was happening and just the music that plays and the way sovereign speaks like 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 whatever the fuck they used to edit like his his voice like it was just like it it was so good like mm. it's probably one of my favorite conversations in the entire series um i also uh, just really like meeting uh, Tally Garris and Rex. Uh, they mm. were really enjoyable to get uh, introduced to in the first game. Um, I really like David Anderson too. You know what I mean? Like I just uh, also David Anderson just straight up knocking out Udina so that you can escape with the Normandy. Yeah, it's so fucking good. Like I mm. was fucking hollering. Like I was like, dude, he just. Because you could tell him to like do whatever he's got to do, and he because just it's like the first the first two games I he spends like him. his entire time like um it's t- I don't want to do it, but I guess I gotta retire. And then in the third game, he's like out of my way, fuckers! And he's just like shooting and <laughs> jumping good. over everything, and it's just like all right. <laughs> I fucking love David Anderson. Oh my god, keep keep David, keep David. Chef's kiss. So Mwah, perfect voice actor um yeah i don't know and then in the second game uh the soundtrack is just so fucking good in the second game. Mm-hmm. um the loyalty missions are really good i i love the characters um i think one of my favorite things ever was um finding legion bringing legion back to the ship and then turning him on and realizing that there was a entire faction an entire part of the gift that i didn't even know about who were mm. who opposed like you know in there was the old machines and the heretics right. were the geft that worshipped uh, the reapers and like i just like i was like whoa and i really liked legion um and i really liked uh the character growth from tally too there was a lot of really good character growth for previously uh introduced characters except for like ashley or Kaden were just like you've changed and like fuck off for the entire game like whatever you know and i'd be like shut the fuck up ashley uh-huh. like mind your own business what are you doing right you know um <laughs> i don't know it's hard also like the suicide mission and completing it is just so so satisfying so um, it's so tense and so satisfying to like get it right <laughs> i i think if i could break it down this way I like the simplicity of the gameplay from the first game. Mm-hmm. I like the character development for your team in the second game, um, which is why I was so sad about the third one, because um, you don't spend time with those characters. 
Um, and I also miss out a little by just not having a romance in that one, but not not like a ton, you know? Yeah. And then as far as like world building and concluding storylines and like this found family stuff, I love that from the third game. Can we... Right. There is so like much we, found family in, in I, Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. I feel like we have to talk about the uh, realization that I had that I excitedly texted you about as I was playing through the uh, Omega DLC of Mass Effect Three. Oh my god! Do you want to yeah. do you want to talk about that or is that secret? <laughs> uh, you could talk about it because uh, I don't remember what realization you're talking about. So so oh in the, okay in the yeah, Omega. DLC, uh, which is very cool because you get to go back to a location that was featured in the second game and like free it from Cerberus, um, who was kind of in that like humanity first party. Um, but you get to work with the criminal under underground and the rebellion that has sprung up in the wake of Cerberus is taking over, and you meet a character who is a uh, a woman Turian. Uh, who's super cool and sadly dies, which I still can't believe. Uh, But their name is Nyrene. And so when I saw that, I texted you. I was like, you, is this where you got it from? Is this what you decided to base your (laughs) internet name off of? And I think you just sent back like three to four lines of just like, ha 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 ha, like in all caps. It, I literally just laughed out loud when I read that because, like, <laughs> I, because literally there's, there's been times where, like, I'll go into someone's chat and they'll be like, they'll be like, is your name from Mass Effect? And I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> yes, it is. Because, uh-huh. like, <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you, I played, I played, um, so, like, I saw the trailers to the Omega DLC coming out and I saw, like, the concept art get released in the, in the couple of, like, little snippets of Nyrene mm-hmm. when they were showing her. And I went, damn. She is so fucking cool. And I was like, uh-huh. that's a nice name. So, like, I immediately went and, like, took it everywhere I possibly fucking could. Rest in peace. It wasn't available on Twitch or, or uh-huh. Twitter because inactive accounts that haven't done anything for years give me my name, <laughs> damn it. Uh-huh. But, like, everywhere else, it's usually been available. And yeah, like, I just kind of stuck with that for, like, mm. the past decade. <laughs> so, there you go. We do some, some, Earth-shattering lore in episode four of Arcade Cuties. Is where uh, my name came from. It came from uh-huh. Mass Effect. Um, I mean, if you also want, like, uh, if that wasn't, like, you know, didn't make it clear that uh, my entire personality revolves around Mass Effect, um, it, it doesn't. But, you know, for a while <laughs> it did because it was a really big comfort game for me and I, like, literally couldn't shut the fuck up about it and will not mm. shut the fuck up about it if anyone promised me to talk about it, like, right now. Um, but... I mean, I have two Garrus Vicarian uh, body pillows. Uh, I have an entire cabinet full of uh, collectibles, uh, figurines, uh, mm-hmm. artwork. Uh, I have like Mark Mir, Raphael Sparge, and Steve Blum's a signature. Steve Blum, a voice grunt, and also is a really good voice actor. Just Wait, in he was grunt? Yeah, Steve Blum is grunt. <clears throat> what the fuck? I didn't realize that. I know he played the scientist that like betrays you early on in that game but like i didn't know he was grunt too yeah he's grunt um, i love grunt he's my he's son great. he's he's super great like i have a like so much massive stuff like i have a problem <laughs> i have a problem 
<laughs> I mean, it's like, anyways, yeah. <laughs> it's it's an important series to you. Yeah, and my entire like the name I use online is from Mass Effect. Yes, so oh. there you go. So I guess um, because there's so much that we could continue to like talk also, about. Also, I didn't answer your question. Um, I can't choose between Mass Effect One or Two, okay. uh, but. If I was going to go for it based on game mechanics um, mm. and fluidity and stuff like that, I would choose Mass Effect 2 because the music is better, in my opinion. It's still good in Mass Effect 1, but I prefer mm. Mass Effect 2. Soundtrack is really good. Um, and uh, the character development is better. It's, they're better written. Uh, the introductions to the characters are really cool. Lo- loyalty mission. I feel like it's just a more fleshed out game. They had a bigger budget for it, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and just, I like driving I like around them. on the planets. Like, I don't know why they got rid of it. That makes yeah, me- <laughs> yeah, they got rid Sorry. of it. That, that but you can the- you can probe your anus though. It's not the same. <laughs> Have um, you probed again, your anus in Mass Effect? I'm not. I don't think you can interact with that planet. Yeah, you can. In the third one, at least, I think. <laughs> You can probe your anus. Uh-huh. I'm not going to tell you what happens. Just load up the game and do it. Okay, I've got two more questions. <laughs> <laughs> if, there's any, if there was anything that you could see in terms of like gameplay or story from this new entry, what would you want that to be? Um, I want I... there to be uh, more queer characters. I uh-huh. want all the romance options to not be... Uh, like gatekeep i don't know because part of me is like i want it to be dragon age 2 where everyone like is an option right but clearly mm. like if you play through dragon age 2 like it seemed like they intended anders to be like a gay man and like isabel to be uh, a queer woman and blah 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 whatever like i could get into mm. that but like i also kind of like having like a canon like queer character so i don't actually know i say i don't know I don't know, but uh, more queer representation. Absolutely. Um, Mm. Definitely hire more writers that are actually queer, um, actually disabled, actually neurodivergent, actually mentally ill. You know, like the list goes Mm. on, like, like hire more like black people and brown people, indigenous people, et cetera, et cetera, to actually Mm. write those characters so that they're written properly. Um, And yeah, just like that would be great to see just more representation, uh, good mm. representation, representation that they got like a uh, consultant from someone <laughs> to like right. write and develop. Um, that would be really great. I'd like to see that in the next installment. Uh, mm. I don't want to see any Renegade or Paragon shit. Uh, it'd be pretty great if. Because <laughs> I mean, they essentially got rid of that within the third one. Yes, uh, the like fourth they're... one. Well, I mean, you can still make oh, your like, choices in, in the third, but it's not really like oh, good yeah. versus bad. Yeah, it's a little bit different. Um, I'd like to see that in the game, just like, you know, um, some, maybe in some ways, like them wrapping up like the third ending a little bit better than mm-hmm. they did, because it was like kind of like eh, a little <laughs> bit, you know? Um, it's, it's very much like, I don't know which one do you think is real at this point. I like point. the color green. I don't know. <laughs> Any. Um, I yeah. I I think like those are all really good points, and just to like add on top of that, carrying over from our like Hades episode, I just want to see more like polyam relationships. Oh my god! Are you gonna tell me that you go into space? This is like thousands of years in the future or whatever the fuck, right? Hundreds, uh-huh. whatever. And you are, there's no poly, 
You're gonna t- you're gonna tell me right. you're gonna tell me that like I want to smooch two aliens at once. That's a problem. Give me a fuck. There, <laughs> there are a handful of like non-serious. I think is what the game uses like relationships dating, and like flings not that quite you can dating have. Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like right, like, you, but it's you, like you could do that. But that's not the same. I want I want to be in two locked in romances. Oh my right. god, I'm gonna bitch about something real quick when you're done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Cause like, well, like, cause I seeing those like optional relationships like if i liked the character then like i I went for it because it's just like yeah no this makes sense to me like why yeah why limit yourself why limit these characters to that that being said i did not super appreciate the um (laughs) weird sexy dancing that rebecca chambers does in your bedroom in like the (laughs) leather suit who's rebecca or kelly rebecca chambers is resident evil (laughs) (laughs) kelly chambers i did i did i was not the dancing they they make fun of it a couple times throughout the games but it's it's so so bad bad. it's so bad it's you know that's a whole other fucking thing they they, they actually make fun of it in the citadel dlc like all the right laugh with shepherd the way they did their dancing um i was gonna say that originally in andromeda uh, mm-hmm. You could actually romance multiple characters and get locked into and get to the end game of multiple uh, romances. And then for some odd reason, they fucking patched it out. And I was like, what the fuck? Oh, that's weird. Like, who did like that? that. <laughs> like, maybe it wasn't actually supposed to be like that. And they're like, oh, that's not part of the game. But like, why would you patch it? Like, leave that in, motherfucker. I want to smooch multiple aliens. Uh-huh. What are you doing? That's Nobody funny. asked you. Nobody asked you to release that patch um but yeah i got very excited because i was reading that you could like have multiple uh romances and i was like oh hell yeah poly rep let's go mass effect and then i read unfortunately this is a patch i went what right that is, that, is not a, <laughs> that is not a patch that we needed that is not a patch we needed put it yeah, back that's... put it back where it came from that sucks <laughs> um so hopefully they add that Mm-hmm. And the next game, that'd be great. And just better representation, better writing um, mm-hmm. for those characters. Probably right, but that'd be nice. Um, but yeah, I, yeah. I, mean, I, like, I like this series and these games and these characters very much. Um, which brings us to, to our last question. Um, which is... In two parts. Wait, what was Effect... your favorite? What? What was your favorite game? My favorite? Yeah, you asked me, but I didn't ask you. Wait, did I? Yeah, kind of. Because I said I like the first one mechanically. I like the characters and story from the second one. Okay. I like how everything wraps up. Okay. And the third, essentially. Okay. Um, Okay. So, I mean, if I could, if I could only pick, yeah, if I could only pick one to like replay it and stuff, it would probably be two because like i think that's the other thing right because like with three with the options um your choices in that one are largely like okay do you want to uh make your army bigger to save everyone or do you slowly want to watch every single person die by intentionally (laughs) making the wrong choice and you know what that's not very compelling to me i don't want to go through two and a half games and then shepherd just like can't tell their foot from their ass and just like <laughs> gets everybody killed. Like I don't. <laughs> you know what's like a really really awful. What? Um, 
so you can actually play the second game without playing the first or play the third one playing the first two right right and it, and it takes you to a screen and like you just either import your game or you don't and then like you could choose from a series of decisions or whatever that then like influence whatever happens in the second game in the third or just the third depending whichever one you're just picking up first right yes and they are so bad because like the default things that happen if you don't play the first game is ashley is saved rex dies because she shoots him mm-hmm. um and the second game jack dies uh thane dies i think samara dies like there's a bunch of like already pre-said things if you just pick mm-hmm. up the third game and it's just like why so that's other like and, and Morden dies, I think, too. So you get like that scientist, the other scientist in the third game. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. hmm. It's because like not if great. you don't if you don't play oh, that's gonna be fucking tricky. Cause like I would assume the the legendary trilogy will be like backwards compatible on PS5 and stuff, right? Right. So like if you're starting off from Mass Effect 4 without playing any of them, like, wh- where the fuck do they start you off, you know? If you play Andromeda without importing anything, which I don't know if you actually can. It, it like... Matters, but I think the, it's just most for your history, appearance. Yeah, the most history you can import into Andromeda from Legendary is, like, what pronouns, I think. Ah, uh, okay. I couldn't remember. But yeah, it, I, don't, like, I don't know. It takes place like parallel or like between games, I think. Yes. Yeah. Because they're like sent off like before the Reapers hit Earth. Mm-hmm. Also, I don't think I gave a clear answer, but I would choose two. <laughs> so yeah, probably if I if I had to yeah. pick one to replay just in terms of variety, I'd probably go with two because yeah. you can romance different characters and like make different choices that aren't inherently, even though there's the morality, there's like choices that aren't inherently good versus bad and, and stuff so yeah probably two but yeah uh is is mass effect gay yes yeah it's gay it's but very gay. it's also gay through the lens of probably cishet white men right right for sure so <laughs> <laughs> casey hudson i don't know and uh oh my god uh mac uh oh my god what the fuck is his name casey hudson and it's uh, it's introductory gay it was on mac walters is it? no oh it is mass mac walters yeah so it's like mm-hmm. mac walters and uh yeah he ripped on mass effect one and then casey hudson uh, so yeah, like Mass Effect's gay, but it's gay through a not queer mm-hmm. lens, right? You know, but are are video games gay? Yes, because yes. we get our grimy little gay hands on them. <laughs> <laughs> we just gay them all up. Uh-huh. Is there anything that we should uh, close out the episode with? If you have not played Mass Effect before, it is. Definitely a series that I would recommend someone to play through. It's worth it. It's an experience. Uh, there's a lot of really good things about it. Um, it's very memorable. It's got good music, interesting characters. Uh, you know, like it, it, it is like a solid series and it is worth 
a playthrough like definitely mm-hmm. especially with the release of the um oh my god remaster collector's mm-hmm. edition i collector's edition i i i cannot grab <laughs> the actual title uh, of it right now i apologize but it's worth it it's worth the playthrough but obviously when you're playing through it there's a lot of things that are not so great and deserve uh deserve the criticism that they get mm-hmm. so that's you know that's that's what i got to say about it it's worth it but it also deserves criticism and there's definitely a lot of things that could have been wrapped up better read in better and handled better probably right. in the hands of people who weren't uh white men mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah no like like things can be groundbreaking and also like have missteps especially when we're talking about things yes. that are uh retro at this point oh my god nostalgic. is it considered retro mass effect one is like 14 years old yeah i guess mm. mass effect 2 is 11 years old and mass effect 3 is like 10 years old i think mm-hmm. oh god <laughs> <laughs> wow um, so on that note yeah um oh i if you're watching this on twitch as we are recording it tomorrow i'm doing a uh, charity fundraiser for uh fun texas choice hell yeah um, uh it's gonna be a cosplay stream uh i'm doing the cursed colonel sanders and playing through you're the doing KFC a thirsty stream. hot steamy colonel sanders cosplay justin uh-huh. it is thirst trap colonel sanders do but, not uh, <laughs> do not downplay that i've seen your i've seen your thirst trap photo you got on so your schedule on twitter so that's, okay so that's tomorrow we're we're raising money for fun <laughs> texas choice to help get people uh who need it access to abortions uh they help cover travel expenses if it's an overnight thing they will help provide lodging and they will also connect people with community resources and all kinds of things um to people who need abortions uh especially right now in regards to the absolutely like draconian laws that texas is attempting to implement um and like other conservative states are attempting to implement like across the country um it's just really important to make sure that those uh necessary like healthcare services are readily available to people like point blank um so that's that's tomorrow feel free to check it out uh i'm gonna eat too many uh things of popcorn chicken and we're gonna raise money for a good cause are you gonna buy the popcorn chicken or are you gonna make the popcorn chicken oh i've got i've got a whole bag i'm just gonna dump a lot of it into the air fryer at once and just oh go from there oh my god um incredible <laughs> uh and then i'll i'll do you want to talk about your big plans for next month oh my gosh it it, is it'll so probably be <laughs> it'll probably be ongoing by the time this episode is released to like spotify and stuff yeah actually so yeah that's true by the by the time this episode's out um i'm running a Oh my gosh. For the first time ever, I'm launching a charity event called Ghouls for Charity. It's going to be like <laughs> over probably three dozen so uh, streamers uh, coming together to raise funds for the Transgender Legal Defense and Education Fund. They do a lot of work helping uh, provide uh, adequate and um, 
fair healthcare for uh, trans folks. I'm also fighting for trans people's rights to that. Um, they also just fight a lot of anti-trans legislation. So uh, it's something very important to me and especially important right now with like the ongoing anti-trans legislation that uh, folks are proposing in the United States. That's where that's uh, they specifically help in the United States. So um, I that's who we're fundraising for. Uh, that's going to run all through October, every Friday to Sunday. There's like going to be some group games like Among Us, Phasmophobia, mm -hmm. uh, a couple of D&D &D, uh, one shots. And then there's also going to be like uh, two people per day streaming, one person in the morning slash afternoon and someone in the evening. Uh, so it's a lot of really good people coming together for a really good cause. It's a really big event. I'm very, really excited to work with so many wonderful people. And yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be fun. And it starts October 1st, and yeah, it's every Friday to Sunday throughout uh, October. It's going to be, could be some good stuff. Yeah, no spoilers, but like there's there's already some stuff like in the works that's very exciting. Oh, yeah. I'll be there. Yeah, Justin will be there. Um, so yeah, <laughs> thank, thank you for listening to us talk about uh, Mass Effect for almost two hours. We could go on uh, so much longer. If you literally um, do not stop right now, I will keep going. <laughs> I, <laughs> I have no, no limit. <laughs> and uh, and and thanks for um, for being patient and uh, oh, yeah, show, the... showing the show so much love. I really like this live format, so we may um, try to incorporate this. More yeah, this often. is fun. We could do this again. Um, but yeah, as far as as far okay. as podcast goes, uh, I think that's gonna do it for us here yeah that's that's it thanks for thanks for listening and we'll see you in the next one yeah make sure to check out uh ghouls for charity and everything else we've got going on hell yeah all right bye bye, bye. hey cuties thanks for listening to our podcast if you like this episode of RK Cuties, be sure to let us know by leaving a review on iTunes, sharing the show with a friend, and leaving a suggestion for future episodes. Make sure to follow us on our social media to stay up to date with our content. We appreciate all of the love and support. Until next time, bye cuties!